This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via other participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. Well, good evening. It's uh, Friday. It's eight o'clock and it's uh, City Chat. Welcome to uh, those of you that are in the room so far. Um, I think Dave is the first one who's in and I know Dan has tried to connect as well. So apologies, Dan. I don't know why you couldn't get in there. I was just waiting to come up to eight o'clock. Dave, Dave Febs, good evening. Good evening. How are you, Dave? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Been a funny old day today, hasn't it? It On the news out of Bristol City. I mean, I'm just looking at the fans forum now, which has been down for (laughs) over 24 hours. They had a reformat of it earlier in the week. And uh, today, there's been nothing. Yeah, one team in Bristol, it says, upgrade in progress, back soon. Asterisk, sorry, LJ hasn't been sacked. And the forum crashed, dot, dot, dot. Um, One wouldn't read too much into that, Dave, but with the... um, situation at the press conference today no member of the coaching staff present at all did you find that strange um in a word yes um thought it was one of their obligations that they they, they had to do a press conference before before each game uh, whether that's changed with a result of covid i don't know but um i thought it was a bit strange just to send zach viner out to to do the press conference and no one from the coaching staff yeah and I, and I haven't seen. Have you seen any of uh, Zach Viner's comments at all? Because usually Gregor mm. does a line by line account of it on the This Is Bristol website. Have you seen anything on uh, on there? Yeah. So the, the clubs put put their usual press conference video out, and uh, Gregor's. Uh, or I've certainly seen another one. I think it came out through Bristol Live with uh, with Gregor's questions on it as well. Um, a lot of focus, mainly on kind of coming back from loan and or various loans and and. Now being given an opportunity, and he seems like he he wants to to grasp that opportunity, which is good. Yeah, yeah. I hear what you say about the COVID thing, but I think Lee has been speaking both press conferences, mm. for, well, all three press conferences for the other three games. So, yeah, should we really read into that, or are we being conspiracy theorists to the extreme? Um, bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're probably right. Anyway, Dave, good to talk to you properly uh, for the first time. 
Um, let's uh, say we're going to keep this to a quick half hour session. We maybe don't have the listenership that we would have uh, expected with the website being down, but a few people are in the room already. And thanks to uh, those that have retweeted. Um, Dave, first of all, let's look back at the Forest game. It was an improvement, no doubt about that. But would you say that the manager is right when he would say we would play like that? If we play like that 100 times, we'd win 90 of them. I think that's a bit excessive, don't you? Yeah, I think I, I think I probably put out a tweet afterwards that said if we play like that a hundred times, we'd probably draw eighty of them nil nil. I think was probably my my response to that. I don't think there was a lot in it for either side, neither side threatened. <laughs> uh, but say we'd win ninety games or ninety out of hundred, I think it's uh, stretching it a bit too far. As was is we were very very good and and we were exceptional, which came out in, in his interview as well. Which I yeah, yeah. I think Ian's joined us in the room. I think Ian's joined us in the room as well. And I think Ian, you said the uh, uh, the performances have gone appalling, awful, and not very good, or something like that. Ian, wasn't it? If I heard correctly. Yeah, I said the uh, first one was abysmal, uh, second one was poor, yeah. and the third one, I thought Forrest, we were decent in the first half without actually creating a chance. And then we were as good as Forrest in the second half, once again, without really creating a clear chance. I mean, we had two shots on target in 90 minutes, and that is very, very Bristol City at the moment. We don't when we are yeah. on top in a game, on the rare occasions, we don't take advantage. If you don't take advantage, a good team with good players, and Forrest are a good team with good players, can take advantage. And, you know, that's exactly what happened with the yeah. free kick. Yeah. Yeah. Let, me, let me go back to, uh, to, to, to Dave. I mean, let's look at the goal, because it was one goal was the difference between the two sides. We played. I thought we played OK. No, no more than that. Um, but... Ian and I, we were doing uh, analysis of the game live. And Dan Bentley, uh, Dave, did you feel he should have done better? I was screaming at him to move closer to the right side of his goal, top left as the striker looks at it. But I know you're into the movement and positioning, but he got that all wrong, really, didn't he, Dave? I think it's a tough one. I think you, you, you set your wall up and you, you hope it hope he's not good enough to, to put one over the top and in the corner. I, I thought it was a pretty decent free kick. It would have been... Probably a worldie of a save, I think, if he had made it. I'd certainly err on the side of giving uh, Bentley a bit of benefit of the doubt on that one, if I'm, if I'm being giving honest. Giving Bentley the benefit of the doubt. And also in the room is, uh, is is Dan. I mean, what was your view of that? Uh, well, it was a well-struck free kick, but do you think yeah, uh, Dan yeah. made it too easy for their man? I, I think he did. I, I, was shout, I was also shouting it into him as well. I think he just had too much space to put the ball into the net. Should have done better, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Now, the other big talking point in the game, I'll come to uh, Ian. Ian was uh, was Williams and, the, the, well, the sending off. I mean, it was a straight red. He had a go at one of the other players uh, just before did Ashley Williams. And then, you know, somebody texted me the other day and said he'd be auditioning for WWF with a forearm smash like he did on their <laughs> blood. How did, how did you see that, uh, Ian? It was a straight red card. I mean, while he was on the back, he hacked at the bloke and stuck his knee in his back. And then he got up and, and ran three yards to forearm smash. Well, it wasn't much of a forearm smash. Let's be honest. I don't think it had knocked my missus over. But he, he's, he's run over and given the referee a decision to make. And the minute you raise your hands, you, it, the referee has to send you off. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Dave, I mean, it's not you... the first time this Sorry, season. Williams went walkies against Brentford as well, didn't he? And, and from then on, we had absolutely no chance in the game. 
And, no. you know, that's twice his, twice his bag he lets down. And you don't expect that from a guy with his kind of experience. No, no. Dave, I mean, what's your view on uh, Ashley Williams? I mean, he's brought in for his experience, yeah? Uh, he does something like that, and we're doing it. 1-0 down with 20 minutes to go. Game over. Never mind season over, technically. Game over. Um, he should really know better, shouldn't he, Dave? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Um, I'm surprised we haven't heard anything from him this week about you know how much he's kind of let let the guys down, etc. But yeah, it's, it's not the kind of thing you expect. I think, as, as Ian said, he had a red miss moment at Brentford uh, just for Christmas or just for New Year um, the other night, and, and I think he also was a, was a bit close against Barn. I think it was Barnsley as away as well. He was, he was getting a bit involved there, mm. and, and so yeah. Competitive do you think? Guy. Do you think that's the last time we'll see him in a city shirt, Dave? Would you think? Would you, Lee, would just say, "Look, that's it. We're done. Go on holiday, or what? Well, you can go on holiday now, but you know, just just pack up, and we don't want to see you here again." Or there's no point in him participating, is there? Yeah, I think it's. If I'm right, it's a four-game ban since his second red, so he'd only be back for the for the last two. Yeah, um, and the, the only thing I would say is that you know I, I know from from. Uh, that's the source I've got that he's been really, really good at the training ground, whether that might lead to some kind of coaching role if it's not playing. But I think if I'm being honest, I think that might be might be it for him with us. Yeah. I mean, were there, Ian, were there any positives that we could uh, draw from that game against Forrest? Yeah, I think there were. I mean, I thought Naj was good. Um, what impressed me about both Naj and Masengo, the first game of the season against QPR, Naj scored. But when they got the ball, they looked to pass it forward. And I thought, well, that's good because you're going in the right direction. It might seem like a small thing, but we are very, very boring to watch when we do all this sideways, sideways. And at Blackburn, we were 3-1 yeah. down with 10 minutes left and we're shoving the ball around the, uh, the back four like millionaires. And uh, I thought he got on the ball. He tried to pass it forward. He tried to link up. Um I don't think he's got got too many goals and too much creativity in him. So I thought he was a positive. Zach Viner with the long throw. I would like to see the long throws yeah. come in flat, like Rory DeLapp yeah. used to throw them at Stoke and cause problems, uh, rather than loopy. Uh, but I think he's fit. I think he's an athlete. Um, he can get up and down well on the, the right-hand side. Um Needs to improve his distribution. I wasn't impressed with the with, with the corner taking him or De Silva. And De Silva's distribution at times is it really is a bit of a letdown because the kick and play. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think I was very disappointed in, that our forwards didn't do no do uh, do more. Uh, I thought Wells Wells was poor, but in fairness, they get such poor service. Yeah. in that team. Yeah. I mean, Naki Wells is five foot six. Yeah, you know, and and we're on occasions we're knocking the ball down the middle. He's got to have ball. Against... He's got to have balls played into feet. Liam, I mean, what did you think yeah. of uh, Casey Palmer, Liam, when he came on? Uh, sorry, Dan, Dan, what did you think of uh, Casey Palmer when he came on? He showed a couple of good touches. Yes. Yeah, he did. He looked forward when he got first received the ball. He was first thing was to go forward, and that's what you know. We've been crying out for him to get get on the pitch, and that's what he can do. And I just don't know why he hasn't. Got on the pitch until now. Something's definitely yeah. happened there. 
Yeah. Okay. Let's look forward now. Let's look forward now to uh, tomorrow's game against uh, Cardiff. It's a three o'clock kickoff. Neil Harris has obviously uh, used the um, uh, the enforced break to good use. I mean, it started off with a two nil home win against Leeds, which was quite convincing. I watched that game. Preston, who've probably had as bad form as we have since coming back, they went up there and won three one. Uh, up at uh, Deepdale, they will be disappointed with a nil-nil against uh, Charlton. I mean, Dave, what do you think of uh, what can we expect from Cardiff tomorrow? Not likely out of Flint, Pack, and Tomlin. Is it Tomlin the one, the only one that's likely to start, or do you think all three would be on the bench? Dave, um, I, I've, I've been doing a, a fair bit of research today. Actually, I suppose with with, with not down, I've had uh, plenty of time to to do some work um, and. I think if we if we look at those three games since they've been back, they have pretty much rotated their I'll call them their front six. So in fact, their their back four and a goalkeeper haven't changed. They haven't been subbed all the way through this, which is a kind of direct contrast to to what's happened with with our own own defence. But but those front six. So so Pax played or Vaux has played um, out out the two of them. Um, Tomlin Tomlin has played. Um, so, so I don't know is, is the honest answer. I think what he's got is probably ten players that fill those six six spots and, and rotate around. And, and you know we could see both both Tomlin and Pack to, tomorrow from the start. Or we might might see neither, um, but um, they're they're pretty consistent in the way they, they they play those players when they when they, when they do get on the pitch. Yeah, Ian, what are you, what are your expectations at Cardiff? I mean, as we speak, they're sat here on uh, 61 points. They're six points off of um, Fulham with an inferior goal difference. So technically, that's seven points behind. And if you look at us, we're we're six points behind them, technically seven, because they've got a superior goal difference to us. Do you think they come and look for the draw or do you think they'll see us as uh, a side in uh, disarray and be hopeful of getting all three? And they've got Derby. That's another side that have come back strongly they've got Derby right up behind them but what are your thoughts uh, uh, Ian on what we can expect from Cardiff I think I think they'll come and they'll play exactly as they did at Preston um, and it, they'll be competitive uh, they'll want to win the game they won't see us as a difficult side um, to play against and um, you know let, let's be honest if you weren't a City fan your money would be on Cardiff to pick up another win mm. Um in terms of, of players playing against us, um, I, I would I would think that he may bring in. Uh, the, the talk is that Tomlin will start, um, yeah. and he may he may bring in Pack against his old club. Um, I don't think. I, I look at us now, and I think if we're going to um, reach the playoffs or have any chance, we we've got to win all six games. I agree. And when you look at when you look at our win rate. And our points rate, and then you say, right, what we need to do is pick have a hundred percent win rate over the next six games, and a hundred percent points rate. You, you, you know, it's a little, I, my analogy would be a little bit like it is technically possible yeah. to win a to to you know win a game of Russian roulette with five loaded chambers. But I wouldn't advise anybody to try and do that. And and no. it's the same. It's the same yeah. city. It's. I think it's. It's highly unlikely. I mean, I could see us going to the end of the season and doing something like, I don't know, winning two out of the six and possibly drawing one if we're lucky. 
Yeah, um, well, it could be two. It could be two, two, two. It could be two, one, three. It could be two, not four. You just don't know with this uh, squad. I mean, let's go uh, talk about the Cardiff. I mean, we're looking for the double. Uh, Dan, uh, you must remember that match back in November when uh, Josh Brownhill sorely missed it. Would seem scored a cracking goal from just outside the penalty area. Yeah, I was there, Dave, and to to win at Cardiff was you know amazing. Went one there and was it uh, twelve. Over 12 years, I think. Was it as long ago as that? I looked at the last 10 meetings between the I teams. Think it, was it was something like three, three, four. Yeah, that must have been when Scotty when Scotty Murray did the famous yeah. uh, Ayatollah yeah, sign cup. running around. Yeah, yeah. that's day, right. Yeah, those, yeah. those were uh, those were the days. Yeah. So, if we draw tomorrow, that's it. It is season over, I would imagine. Although, while there's yeah. still mathematical uh, hope, I mean, looking forward and. You know, let's let's look forward. We then got after Cardiff. We would have five matches left: Hull and Stoke at home, Borough away. Um, Swan- is it Stoke at home? Yes, it's Stoke and Borough away, Swansea away, Preston at home. That's it. That's the five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, realistically, what do you think the manager will do in those games? Go for maximum points to save his own neck, or experiment? If I'll ask that question to Dave, first of all. Um, I think he's got to go for it. And, but I guess that doesn't necessarily mean go gung-ho. I guess his approach is to try and win the games. And if he wins them scruffy, then, then fine. I guess the, pro- the problem is, is if he tries to win scruffy and he doesn't, doesn't get the goals to win the game, then he's going to look like he hasn't gone for it. So he's got he's got to play a bit more on the front foot. I think he's got to take a few more risks. Yeah. But but without being stupid. you know, There's no point you know, going there tomorrow and been turned yeah. down inside quarter of an hour and chasing the game, so yeah. have to be yeah. a bit sensible. So we're on fifty-five points. We're on fifty-five at the moment with six to go. What's your points? Uh, I'll stick with Dave because I'm going to ask you other guys a question. So fifty-five points as we sit here now, six games to go. What's your points tally prediction for uh, when we get to game forty-six? Where do you think we'll be on realistically? I, th- I think we've probably got. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. I think you said we go. Two wins, two draws, two defeats. Eight, eight yep. points, 63. Uh, puts on 63. So that's, I think I'm right in saying, five less than last season. Let me go on to uh, Ian. Yeah, I'll give Dan. He's got a bit, a little bit extra longer to work out how many points uh, this game is going to produce. 70 last season. Dave, was so. it 70 last season? Yeah. Right, I stand corrected. So that would be seven points off last season when we finished eight. Ian, those last six games, 55 at the moment. Where do you see it finishing like that? 60. 60. So you're if, going if, for a you're if, going for a one you're going for a one two four then basically yeah from that yeah I, I don't I don't see you know I look at what we've done over the last ten games and we've picked up fifteen percent of the points yeah um, so what what is going to make it change and I know football's a funny old game and all the rest of it but he I I, I don't see any real I don't see hope in the, in the fact of, of what we're doing. We're still a side that, if it goes a goal behind, you you, I, you can't. I can't see us coming back to equalise or win the game. I, I, I just I, I just lack faith in yeah. in the um, a, 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 in, ability, in the ability of the players to 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 do that. And it's it's a shame, really, because I think we've got. We, we've undoubtedly got some talent, but I just don't think 
we we've got if you like I don't know the the we we've got square emitting that there. certain uh, vavavoom factor whichever you want to call it or je ne sais quoi I don't know where I got that phrase from but it seemed to come to mind just then finally Dan uh, you know well, I say finally on this uh, particular question fifty five points six games to go eighteen on the table seventy three max. 55, 73 max. Where do you pitch it? Where do you think we'll we'll finish on that on that spread? Um, to be honest, Dave, I think we'll get sixty-two, but that's if we're lucky. Because yeah, so seven. You're saying seven points. Yeah. So that's a yeah. a two-one-three basically from that yeah. from that point of view. Yeah, I think you could be right. I mean, you know, if you look at the remaining fixtures, Hull fighting for their lives got a good. Hull, Hull got a good Hull got a good win the other night against Borough. Stoke, they're fighting for their lives as well. Borough, as a result of losing that, are back into it. Swansea, yeah. that's probably a nothing game. And Preston is a nothing game. And I mean that for both sides because I think I think sixth is between uh, is between Derby and Cardiff. Okay, so there we are. So we've got ranges of ten down to I think it's eight points less than last season, which means points less. Lower position, yeah, it could be. I don't think we'll drop lower than where we are unless we really fall off a cliff. But I think that probably means about 10th. So we'll have gone down two places and down eight points. That means question marks over the manager if the chairman's uh, stated the policy that we must improve. And it's interesting today, Tony Thorpe uh, tweeting earlier in the week that uh, he felt it was time for Lee to move on. Uh, Gregor covered that story and this is Bristol. And actually, we've been in touch with Tony Thorpe and we're hopeful that uh, Tony will uh, be talking with us on a future edition of uh, Forever Bristol City. But but guys, you know, Tony, an ex-pro to talk about another manager in a job, time to move on. Dave, if I go back to you, if we are 10 points and three places worse off, what do you, how do you think it's going to pan out in the rest of I'll say the early weeks of August because, you know, nothing, I don't think anything's going to be decided before the end of the season. But what do you think, uh, Dave? Yeah, I think the, the, the big problem is, is it's like to be a really quick turnaround for the start of next season. And I think if you if you are, if you know, if Steve Lansdowne sat there at the moment with serious doubts over, over Lee Johnson, he really needs to work quickly. Mm. Um, if he's going to change it. If he's not, then... You know, he needs to, to, to back him and, uh, and we'll see where we go from there. But you know, I, I, I said at the start of the season, we needed to score 10 more goals than we conceded this mm. year. Because mm. um, we're plus six and I think you've got to be around at least 15 to 20 plus goal difference to be yeah. assured of the, of the playoffs. Yeah. We, haven't, we haven't done that. We've actually conceded more. And as we stand at the moment, we're probably on about the same amount of goals that we would have had at this. this yeah, season. I, I, so I haven't looked at I haven't looked at that that aspect. I did look at some of the stats, and everybody talks about 2017-18 season, the the December of that season being the high point. I, I have written this down. After 23 games that season, we had 47 points, and in the second half of the season, we only got another 21 from 23 games. There might be a game or so out there. This season, this is interesting, at the halfway stage, at the halfway stage, 23 games, we had 35 points, which was still 12 less than that 2017-18 season. Seven games later, at 30 games, right, we had 50 points. We went on that good run. I know it was punctuated by uh, 
defeat in the uh, in in the uh, in the FA Cup. But that was a pretty good turnaround, fifteen points from the seven. And now we find ourselves on the current form, last ten games, we are bottom, and it goes. What I think it's one, two, seven. Our last win against Derby. This capitulation, uh, Ian. It's this. This is what the problem is. I mean, it's every single season, isn't it? Yeah, and you'd think, you know, by now we we'd resolve it. <clears throat> yeah, it's the old thing about if if the pe- do you expect the people there to cure to cure the problem? And my point would be, well, if they were the right people to cure it, um, th- they would have cured it. I mean, they're obviously not sat there. And by this, I'm talking about Lee and his two two primary coaches. If they were the right people to solve it, they would have solved it because clearly they don't want to sit there and have, and lose games and then have to go out in front of the press, which they didn't do today, and explain themselves away. Because when you're winning games, you can talk all the rubbish in the world and it becomes a philosophy. When yeah. you are losing games, you can talk the most sense there is and people just say, well, it's an excuse, it's just bull." And, and so, you know, you're talking about numbers. We have got the 17th best attack and the 14th worst, uh, 14th best defense. Yeah. So if you've got that, you ain't going to go anywhere. No. And let it, me bring Dan, let me bring Dan in on uh, that. I mean, again, we were talking about, um, you know, just this, falling away of form, it's habit forming. I mean, uh, Dan, how successful do you think our January transfer activity was? Because I think it was that season 2017-18 where I think that's when we signed Liam Walsh and the, the French lad. That went wrong. But this this clo- this uh, January transfer window, we did throw, you know, we did spend a lot of money, didn't we? Do you think it was spent wisely? Um. Well, we all want, we always crying out for a proven striker. We got one. I suppose his age was a bit of a concern, but we got we got the striker we wanted. Yeah. We could have probably we got the defender we wanted. We probably could have done with a brand new replacement, but and a replacement for Pack. But obviously, we didn't know. We we thought yeah. we had that in Hendrickson, but it turned out he wasn't fit or he wasn't good enough. But that one so. didn't work out, Dave. If I can bring, if I no. yeah, not good enough, Dave. No, sorry, carry on, Dad. Carry on. Um, yeah, so it was majorly successful, but you know, it, it don't seem to be working well at the moment. The sum, the sum of the parts haven't exactly added it together, Dave. I mean, you know, if you'd have said no, no. three years ago, even if you'd have said three years ago, Dave, we'd have had twenty-four million pounds worth of defenders sat on the bench, and that's based on current transfer or what was paid for them, Callas and Benkovic. You know, the fact that both of those are on there now, Callas was our. Marquis signing in the summer, I suppose you could say. Benkovic cost uh, Leicester 16, 17 million from, uh, from um, uh, Celtic. Surely, you know, they should be in the team. What do you think, what do you think on that, Dave? I, I was looking back at it um, earlier on this week and, you know, the, the question I, I'd perhaps throw out there is, do we have a real problem integrating new players into a squad in January? I think you know we we talk we talk a lot about seventeen eighteen with uh, Dione Kent and and Walsh. Um, we've talked about the Benkovic, right, Henrikson, yeah. and Wells. 
this was but I, I go back to the, the year before that in 1617 when and I'm not sure if these were the only three that came in but we brought in Giefer, Hegler and Jurich yeah oh, Bailey right as well Dave yeah, yeah Bailey right yeah okay um, Bailey solid as anything won't hear a bad word said against him but um, but the, once again that's probably eight or nine players we've brought in over the last four January windows of which Pretty much all of them have struggled to to, mm. to, to fit in. I, I actually feel a bit sorry for Henriksen. I think Henriksen was the type of player we needed to bring in, but I think we flogged. Yeah. We, I think Johnson flogged him in those four, four games. He hadn't hadn't played since a few. I think it was one of the international breaks in, in November for Norway. We brought him in. He played ninety minutes and we chased the ball around against Derby. We then yeah. went to Leeds and we chased the ball around there for ninety. We then played against West Brom yeah. and we chased the ball around for 90 minutes. And then by Huddersfield, I think he was knackered. And and you could imagine being brought off at half time. And he became and he was and he was thrown under the bus under that game, wasn't he? With, so, uh, with Rowe. So, yeah. so I, you know, I really think what is our problem about bringing new players into the squad? That's something I, I'd look at. There might be nothing in it at all, but it's a, a bit of a regular occurrence. Yeah, I mean, let's bring you in on that one, Ian. Integrating players into the squad. He talks about when you analyse players, he talks about understanding their DNA and do they buy into the that they do buy into the concept of Bristol City. But this is a repeating pattern, and dare I say, it's a pattern that goes back to uh, the period when uh, Johnson Senior was in charge. You know, integrating players. It starts. There's a common thread coming here. It starts pointing the finger back at the manager, doesn't it? Really, or the coach. Well, if you look at uh, Benkovic, they just to, just to correct it, they uh, Leicester bought him from Dynamo Zagreb for thirteen million, but he'd been on loan at Celtic. Right games, but the kid's a thirteen million pound centre back, and once again, he had to have the centre back. Taylor Moore couldn't do it. He wanted a centre back that could bring the ball out and play football and dominate and all the rest of it. So he signed the kid, and apart from the Derby game, he's hardly played him. Um. Yeah. And 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 if you, if you're gonna buy, if you're gonna bring in, I mean that's pretty much. I mean you know this is Bristol City, a 13 million pound centre back is a marquee signing. Henriksen, yeah. when you look at DNA and all the other stuff that goes on, he'd been bombed out of hole because he didn't get on with the manager, mm. having previously been the club captain. Now he, for his his old club, I think it was AZ Alkmaar, used to play number ten. And he scored a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. And then he scored a few goals for Hull, but he was being used more as that taller holding player that we actually need. And I thought he looked he looked a decent player. He didn't mm-hmm. look fantastic, but you're right. By the time Huddersfield was probably the most disappointing performance and he dragged him in, him in row off. And I, I think, and then they just disappeared into the land of the banished. For a while, where where you know a bit like his dad, if you upset him, all of a sudden you're not selected, you're not on the bench, and all yeah, the rest no, of it. That's, if we're uh, doing that's... these, if we're if we're doing deep dives into players, as Mark Ashton has told us, surely we'd have known all that, and we'd have known that the bloke hadn't kicked a ball and he wasn't fit, and you know we had the opportunity yeah. to recall. Liam Walsh and Joe Morell were having fantastic seasons. Joe Morell was doing well in a holding role at international level. And we had the opportunity to bring them back. And they knew the club. They knew the players. There'd be no problem with integration. And I'm absolutely stunned, staggered and amazed, knowing that Brownhill was going, 
that we didn't recall them and we had bags of opportunities. Well, I was going to I was going to say, Ian, I think if if it was likely that Brownie was likely to go, if you didn't, you you, you could have bought one or other back from Walsh or Morel. Okay, look, we're coming up to our. Uh, in fact, we just hit our thirty-minute self-imposed. Uh, timing for this uh, this I'll call it program um, let's look at the teams for tomorrow or our team for tomorrow I'll start with uh, with with Dan what do you expect the lineup to be tomorrow do you expect changes do you think change of personnel who's going to come in for Williams will it be Benkovic you know what what or will it be Callas getting a return to the side so first of all Dan your thoughts on um, uh, tomorrow's starting lineup I think um, Kalasa could come in over Benkovic. I just think yeah, yeah, he never played the last two games, so he'll come in. I think Nadja keep his place. I think it'd be three five two. I think you'd go a bit gung ho tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. He's got two. Okay. Come in as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting, Dave. What do you think the lineup uh, will be? Because you're probably well, like Ian. Uh, you, you, you look at the tactics very much and what have you. I've seen some of the schematic drawings that you've done on uh, Twitter in terms of positional play. What do you think What do you think the uh, the team will be tomorrow? Because I guess Mempar's out for a start, yeah? Yeah, well, I, I, think, I think we're going to go for a, a formation we've not really seen this season, although I think on Wednesday night against Forrest, he would have probably moved to that if, if William Gent got sent off. And I think he's going to go all RB Leipzig on this one. He's going to go back to his 4-2-2-2, which will be ben, Bentley back in from Meinper. I think Z- Viner and De Silva as the full-backs. I think Gallas yeah. will come back in alongside Baker for Ashley Williams. Corey and Naj yeah. in centre and midfield. Then I think he's going to go Palmer on that kind of narrow right-hand side of a four mm-hmm. and Jamie Patterson on the left-hand side. So I think we're going to lose both Vyman and um, O'Dowd from the, the, the people that started in the midfield on, yeah. on Wednesday. And then Fam's going to get a recall for Naki Wells and Benekafobi up top with him so in case we want to launch. I think we want to want yeah. to be a bit more yeah. area. Yeah. No, I, I, that, that seems a pretty sensible lineup because you've got nine. Yeah. yeah. You've got nine players to uh, choose from on the bench as well, I think it is. And, and, and finally, Ian, your prediction for the lineup tomorrow? Well, I've got I've got two ideas that we could do. I mean, assuming Nick Mindpaz injured, uh, Bentley, then a back three of Benkovic, Kalas, and Baker, Nash playing just in front as a holding player, uh, then from right to left, Viner, Smith, Palmer, and De Silva, um, and then up front, Gigi and Afobi. Incidentally, that's fifty million quid that eleven player lineup. Yeah, and there or uh, if. Eliasson is fit because he, he said he didn't think it was much of an injury that he had at Forest. Um, I might have a pop it 4 1 4 1, which would be Bentley in goal, Viner, Callas, Baker, De Silva, Naj once again holding, and then Eliasson, Smith, Palmer, uh, Patterson, or O'Dowd on the left, and Gigi up front in a one. But I, I like the, the 3 5 2 better because. Um, it's, it, it seems to give us more balance and the defence isn't panicking and it's quite calm. And if you add yeah. Benkovic back there, he can actually bring the ball out, which, let's be honest, Baker and Callas ain't great at. Not, not the best at doing that. OK, one little interesting stat I've picked up, somebody put on the website uh, or on the fans' forum. It can't have been the fans' forum. It might have been on Twitter. And everybody, you all remember Eros Pisano uh, yeah. in that problem right-back position. He played 31 games for us 
and he was only on the losing side in six of those. So maybe if he hadn't been as injury prone, we might have done uh, even better. Guys, thanks a lot for joining in uh, this evening. Uh, the audience does seem to be going up. Thanks for uh, Football Press Review for a couple of comments on uh, there and also uh, Tom Rule. Both of you, welcome uh, to join in. Um, thank you for your company and uh, we'll do it again, I'm sure. I think we'll all be watching the game tomorrow and uh, we might do a review afterwards, but we'll probably definitely do something uh, on Monday. So, guys, thanks for uh, tuning in or listening and uh, yeah, have a great weekend, one and all. All right? All the Brilliant. best. Thanks, Dave. All the best. Bye. Bye. Thanks, all right. Good to bye. Bye. Keep smiling. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers. It's the 90th minute, all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.